Ever wake up with five strangers hovering over your bed? Nope, just me. <laughs> bet Casimir doesn't like it either. I bet it makes him a whittle uncomfortable. Hope he doesn't get a chip on his shoulder from this. It will be really awkward if he does have morning wood. Ugh. Seems Van Richten will have to face his nightmares one way or another. Maybe we'll be able to cure him so he'll stop messing up his spells. Or, if we are in his childhood home, perhaps we can find him some fucking glasses. At least the party is coming together. Nothing like raiding an old man's bedroom to get us on the same page. How soon until Tess and Slash are back at each other's throats? Will Lamb and be disappointed in Lustra for missing another shot? We shall see if we can hold it together in episode 90 of What the Fumble. Stable Relationships. bring your dice i brought my dice i live here my my dice stay here <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is casimir <laughs> yeah really this this raises so many questions van richten is not young i've been thinking about this all week like who the hell is casimir i feel like it's almost got like a uh shakespearean element to it like cast or am i thinking of cassius I don't know. I'm, I'm getting butler vibes or something like that. Know. Either way, we got to figure this shit out. I was, but it better be butler vibes, because if anybody's calling somebody young master something, it's butler or bow chicka wow wow. Yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I think we're about to enter combat. Combat? Combat? No, no. No. Oh. No, okay. Justin, tell us who this man is. Who this undead man is. Let's get right into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. want to know who Joseph is. He's had a week to be busy. Oh, you know, that's true. Yeah. Like, I have we heard the name Casimir before? Like, probably not. But I'm just, I'm just like racking my brain. Like, has it been mentioned in an aside or anything? Like, is that Baron Medus's pseudonym? Is this actually Madame Rafa? It's probably just... That's- so wrong in many ways. Probably just Van Richten's old servant that is kept here for a reason, and uh, your three characters are paranoid, and mine is too new and happily dumb to know or care. Just to, like, save you the trouble of re-listening to, like, 85 hours. <laughs> or going through David's notes. Uh, <laughs> one of the two. Either way, I don't mind letting you in. On the fact that I have never, up till last week, I'd never said the name Casimir before. Okay. Okay, because if you did, I would have felt as bright as a bucket full of fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I went through all these notes. It's a five-gallon bucket full of fuck. Hot damn. Oh, man. I take it you guys yeah. just want to jump uh, back in. Yeah, 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 let's yeah, go. Let's so many happened. questions. So you many sure? Questions. Yeah, listen. You don't want to talk about, how, I tell you what. Let's Do we have talk- Mad Libs? Mad Libs? I didn't bring Mad Libs, oh. but we could go around the table and find out what everyone's favorite color is. The time Ooh. is 6.06. What's Casimir saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What was up with that? Yeah, really? Is this an episode of 24? Like, It's <laughs> <laughs> like smash cut to the clock. Keep telling you the clock boom, time. Boom, boom. boom. <laughs> uh, like sand through the hourglass, so too are the days of our lives. So too... Are the days of this campaign. Let's play some D&D then, I guess. You guys want to play some D&D? So badly. Yep. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, go home, I guess, Miles, because that's what we're about to do. No, don't leave. You're my drive. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one character who can, like, talk to people. That doesn't involve Justin talking to himself, which I do enjoy, though. Oh, we should have... Oh, you know what? Go, you should let Galoss handle this one. So it's Galoss, Van Richten, and Casimir. Oh, there you Fantastic. go. Fantastic. All right, let's get back to it. Okay, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. There you guys were all huddled up Scooby-Doo style on the second floor of this gatehouse. This gatehouse right next to the gates themselves, the gates to the Richten house. 
estates, the Van Richten grounds, his family estate. You have come up to the second floor. You woke up the gentleman who was lying in bed snoring and have already gotten quite a few bits of information. Really, you already know, thanks to Troubadour, that this is an undead. Doesn't look undead at all. Like, looks very, very normal. Does Shows no signs of being undead whatsoever. I don't like that. His clothes are a little bit dirty. You can see a lot of little, uh, like, wood shavings, splinters poking out of his, uh, his vestments. His little jammies. His little, yeah, he's got... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got do you have one of those, like, big red onesies with the butt a big flap? adult onesie on right now. <laughs> with a poop shoot and everything that has the Van, van Richten sigil right on the poop shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he has called himself Casimir, is referring to Van Richten as Young Master Van Richten, says that Van Richten's parents... It has said basically that, like, oh, if you're here, young Master Van Richten, then your parents are probably here, too. So I probably need to get to work. Fair. All this obviously has surprised all of you. Van Richten is kind of, like, looking at this guy in confusion. He's He's kind of scratching his head, trying to figure out what's going on here. What do you guys do? You can kind of tell by the look on Van Richten's face that right now in this moment, like in front of this person or this undead, apparently, like Van Richten is kind of like just playing along. He's kind of playing the role of, yes, I am young master Van Richten. I'm yawning Eddie. Oh, (laughs) Casimir, of (laughs) course. You should see young Master Van Richten do a kickflip. Is there a skateboard around here? <laughs> um, Slash, kind of picking up on the, the playing along of Van Richten, will look to Casimir. Yes, um, I'm sorry, we realized that we might have been a little bit late for the young Master's birthday. How old is he turning again? Give me a deception check. It ain't Van Richten's birthday. It might be. You don't know. Uh, High enough deception, and it is. That is going to be 29. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday every day and Christmas. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday, VR. <laughs> it's his birthday, whatever the hell I say it is. The cast here, like beads of sweat form on his forehead. He's like, his birthday? Oh, shit. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I would suggest that you do not speak with such strong language in front of young Master Van Richten. Unless he's like a teen and that's cool. I'm so sorry, young Master Van Richten. I must have have lost track of time. What what do you want out of him? I want to know how old he thinks Van Richten is. That's why I asked about his birthday. Because I... Shit, what am I going to get him? Shit. <laughs> you could whittle him something. I can't believe... Already, I feel like... Well, I feel like your sixth birthday was just months ago. <laughs> Time flies. Because it was. The seventh already. Yeah. My, how you're growing, young Master Van Richten. <laughs> Age six was not kind to him. <laughs> <laughs> Slash will go over to, to VR. Happy birthday, young master. <laughs> Thank you, I think. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Slash, you, as you ask that question of Casimir, you realize that, like, Casimir, 100%, you don't even need to roll insight. Like, he believes what he just said. And Van Richten has given them this very odd look this look of like what what the fuck is going on here kind of thing but casimir a hundred percent despite the fact that van richten is very clearly like an old dude in his mid-60s early 70s he's like oh you're six years old 
maybe maybe in this part of Darkon, it's you know like one human year is a ten Van Richten years or something. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps they just drop the zero. But this Casimir is not only does he believe the words he's saying, but he's like he's completely unfazed by the fact that Van Richten's seventy. Yeah, yeah. Like is like I was thinking over the weekend. I'm like, what on earth is happening? Is this like a weird like? We were all dead the whole time. Is th- did we go back? Is this like a time loop? Is this Groundhog Day, or is this like a ghost echo, like replaying the same day over and over again, or is this just a weird illusion designed to fuck with our heads even more? So, so this is what's going on, Casimir. You know how normally you surprise somebody for their birthday. Master Van Richten's gonna pull a trick and surprise his uh, father, mother, and sister when they come back here. That's why we're back early. Um, Do you know any details about their arrival and things so we can prepare? Um, Who should we talk to besides Joseph? Um, Do we do it in the apple orchard? Or, Or is the manor the best place to have a party this time of year? Because Van Richten's totally a summer birthday, a winter birthday. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Casimir kind of shrugs. I, we weren't expecting. We weren't expecting any of the Van Richtens for for days. That's that's the surprise part of surprise party. I <laughs> I, I suppose the party would be at the house. Yes, uh, obviously the secret is safe with me, young Master Van Richten. I won't tell a soul. Gives. Van Richten a little wink. Aww. And says, although I'm sure if you let Joseph in on it, he'll help you with any of the preparations you need, young Master Van Richten. And explains to you that he, like, sees the confused look in all your faces as Joseph's the head servant, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Would you call him the Major Domo? What? <laughs> that's, that's, I think what the head servant is. I ah. just like saying that word in this accent. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he would be the major domo. Yeah, it's not his title here at the Van Richten estate. Just you know, yeah. just Joseph. Ah, pretty casual. Got it. Yeah, major Jomo. Uh, anything you want us to to bring to the manor? Uh, a carving or a carving or a bird nest? <laughs> he kind of like looks outside and says, "Oh, oh, it's still early. I usually don't get up before seven. Ah." We could have just sprinted past. It's barely 6.30. And then he like, almost like a little light bulb goes off above his head. His eyes open wide and he looks around and says, Thane? Thane? Looks at all of you. Have any of you seen my dog? He's always right here when I wake up. Oh. Large hound. Brown fur, muscular build, but as gentle as can be. Thane? Well, you know, it's not quite seven o'clock yet, so maybe he's he's sniffing around and he'll be here uh, at your normal wake-up time. We're going to have to kill his dog. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of nods when you say that. Yeah. Well, maybe so, yeah. Um, I'm sure you're right. Oh, that's making my, like, time loop Groundhog Day theory way more, way more of a thing. Like, they're replaying the same day, and then we broke the timeline. Above the table, I really want to hit this guy with a remove curse or something. Like, or or some kind of restoration, because I'm thinking he's got something funny going on that makes him relive the same day over and over. I'm thinking that whatever removal we do have is not a high enough level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like you would need a greater resto for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think if this spot is kept in this good a shape, if anything, the little wood chippings would be thrown everywhere and tossed around if something was coming in and messing with this guy's day. So Casimir's probably going to be okay if we leave him here and come back. I get the feeling he's charged here, he's going to stay here, and we probably don't have to worry about him. His dog that has 
my last his name is my last name or something like that threw me right the fuck off so i thought <laughs> justin justin was summoning me for a second it's adolescent thane oh good oh, oh, oh no no <laughs> i get a puppy you're a puppy you How? are a puppy yes <laughs> suck it zombie vampire boy i got a puppy <laughs> Can I, I throw this. something at Adam? Can we just... Can I just do it? Casimir, though, does seem like you trying to get him to kind of shrug it off and move on essentially works. And like, I'm sure you're right. And you see, though, he's already kind of going for the broom and dustpan and already starting to sweep up some of the uh, his whittling mess and is kind of mumbling already. Van Richten so early. Already here. I'm like, is he, is he, is he a messenger? Is he sending that to a an evil person? I don't know. Um, what are we doing next? Yeah. That's what I want to do. Is I want to try to subtly stand in his way, in the way of his sweeping, to see if he bumps into me or if he is spectral. He bumps right into you. Says, "Oh, so I'm so sorry. I'm so oh. focused on cleaning. This place is a mess." Not to worry. It was completely my fault. I am. Two left feet, you know. I'd say we start going towards the manor, and does 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 Thane have any favorite foods? Any delicious treats on the off chance we find your uh, pupper and can send him on his way? Perhaps a cool hat? He's always been a fan of finding a fallen apple in the orchard. Aww. Goes for the rotten ones, I don't know why. I've always tried to stop him, but... One bad apple don't ruin the whole bunch, girl. <laughs> he's lived this long doing it or has he dun, 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 dun. Dun. all right well short fur long fur short brown a little chocolate lab sure. or maybe the exact look of scooby-doo <laughs> Actually, he does kind of look scooby <laughs> He's totally like a brown furred like hound, you know? Yeah, he's like a hound style. Ooh. Very, very great Danish, yeah. All right, so we're stealing this man's dog. Oh, so, does somebody have to speak with animals? I want to hear Justin say, I'm just speaking to ref, just voice. Why Why let Justin do that? You're doing such a good job right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, is, it is your name. Yes. Like, <laughs> I get to talk with myself. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, Troubadour wants to move on. He's Unless we're going to ransack this place for treasure. Nope. Um, Slash will pause and ask one more question of Casimir. You said that we were early. Um, forgive me, I've only been traveling with the young master a little while. Uh, how early are we? You said a couple of days. How long have we been gone? Over a week now, two, three days before you were expected back. The Van Richtens went on vacation. Ooh. I see. Well, if it's so, if we may, we will take our leave. However... Uh, if I if I might ask a favor of you, Casimir, there are certain pranksters that the young master has become uh, unfortunately entangled with that seek to ruin his birthday party. You see, and Salash will quickly draw up a picture of the Rex Crown symbol. Uh, if you see any gentlemen bearing this mark, uh, they are absolutely not invited. He kind of like checks with Van Richten for confirmation. Uh, you can tell that these are pretty obvious. Like they were servants. Like this guy defers to Van Richten a hundred percent. But Van Richten agrees with you. Says yes. Do do Slash has requested. Tess is going to do her best to hide the big Rex crowned symbol on the back of her cloak of elven kind. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you, um, servant Casimir. You have been most helpful. There was one more door in the bottom floor with the pictures, though, that we didn't see. There Dug. is. You want to open it? Kind of. Doggy yeah. door. <gasps> You're going to meet yourself. Troubadour, you open this last closed door in here. And on the other side is another bedroom, just like the lower floor bedroom. There's three simple beds in here. 
each about five feet long. There's good but old quilts that are covering each bed. But you can tell that beneath the covers, the this stuffing has become slightly mildewed and a little bit lumpy. There's two plain tables and chairs standing against the wall between these three beds. Still better than a prison cell. So, uh, yeah, we've got a place to at least come back to and hopefully hole up if we get beat up by a big brown dog. <laughs> Which then begs the question, do we stop at the apple orchard first, pick up some rotten apples, or do we head straight to the manor? Well, it's all one path, so... Let's see how close it is or what drags us one direction or the other on the way, shall we? Slash will nod. I suppose. Um, you mentioned this place feels safe. Uh, Lustra, Slash, Doctor, how are we feeling? Would it be worth taking a small rest before we head out or are we good to go? Uh, Lustra looking at the giant puncture wound that's festering from that poison arrow. <laughs> I mean, it's healed over, but uh, and he looks at the rest of the group and kind of shamefully brings down his head. I, I, I would, I would like a rest, even just just for an hour. All right, trying for a short rest then in this first floor bedroom. Yeah. Yes. That sounds, sounds good. Sounds right. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, a few things. Lustra, as you're resting, maybe like restringing your bow, that kind of thing, you realize that under the foot of one of the beds rests a pair of very, very old leather boots. And you go and peruse them a little bit, give them a, a quick look over, and realize that like the line... Of dust, like when if you move the boots, the dust line is like thick. There's dust like in the crevices of the wrinkles of the leather. Lustra is able to determine over the course of the hour that these boots have been under the bed like for decades. Decades. <sighs> but the rest of the hour goes by without. Any bumps in the road? Casimir, uh, around 7 o'clock, like kind of really starts his normal routine and really starts giving the place a good cleaning, getting all those whittling remnants off the floors, getting the dust tidied up. Casimir goes into full-blown cleaning mode at 7 a.m. And when the short rest is all over... It's about 7.30 in the morning. You and your timing. There's been no dog. No trace of that dog at all. You see Casimir, though, every now and again, look out the window, and you assume that he's looking to see if Thane has returned. But he does not. Okay. So go ahead and roll up any hit dice, do any of that stuff that you might be doing. But at the end of the hour, I have to once again ask you what you'd like to do. Okay. Um, I guess a couple things just about the short rest. Uh, before we short rest, I'm going to use the rest of my key points to just hands of healing before the short rest happens. Yeah, sure. Just um, bang it out of the way right quick. Yep, yep. Um, and is Slash doing a condescending monologue of rest? Um, <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, which is a D8, by the by. Rad. So just remind me, it's a D8 per hit die or just in totality? Just one, uh, just one extra. Just one. Nice. So yeah, what do you do after all the healing is taken care of? One thing I'm really worried about is he's cleaning right now, right? So he's mm -hmm. cleaning up the dust that has been accumulated for decades worth of time. 
So if that's if his usual daily routine is to clean stuff up, then he hasn't been doing that for decades. Well, maybe he just didn't come into this room. Door was closed. The Sims action didn't go into this room. Like, yeah. I mean, that's about the only thing I can think of. Alternatively, he actually has been dead, quote unquote, undead asleep for 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks that time hasn't moved. And the fact that the dog isn't doing things are only key people resurrected to play this pantomime? Or is there something weird that I'm not seeing? I'm I'm sorry. We can probably just keep moving on. I just... Answers will be revealed in the orchard! Or in the manor. The manor. Yeah, Van Richten kind of looks like he says, honestly, I'm willing to talk about it right outside the door. It just seems rude to do it in front of Casimir. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like sweeping and like (laughs) making eye contact. Pretending not to. Okay. um, Although there's some nice boots under here, though. (laughs) Are they, though? Dusty, but, you know, pretty nice. All right, I guess we... Carry on the orchard road. So out the gatehouse you go at 7.31 a.m. <laughs> God damn it. At which point, yeah, Van Richten didn't, you know, maybe a little hesitant to say anything in front of Casimir because he doesn't know how the hell Casimir is going to react to hearing this. But once you guys are out of earshot of the gatehouse, he says, I truly don't know how this is possible. I barely remember Casimir in all honesty. When I was young, about six years old, my father took us all away for a few weeks and go see the big city, get out on vacation for a little while. When we returned, my father said that our entire staff had simply up and quit. I remember the day we returned, he would not let my sister and I leave the carriage for hours. Casimir was our gatehouse keeper at the time, but I haven't seen him since I was six years old. That is why I barely remembered him, but now with that 60-minute rest that brought us to 7.31 a.m., I... I hate you so much. (laughs) I do remember him. I still don't know what is going on or how this is possible. And then he kind of, like, again points off towards two different directions. All I know to do now is to continue. There towards the east is... My family's apple orchard, where many years ago my grandfather first planted apple seeds. Then he points down the road, as that way will eventually lead us to Richton House. And then he also points down that road, maybe about like a hundred feet down the road, there are two buildings uh, there's those two buildings over there. One is the carriage house and one is the stables. There's also other buildings along the grounds. Uh, my family's cemetery, the groundskeeper's hut, a boathouse near the Lake of Apples. Where should we go next? I mean, the stables are right there, so. I'm with you on going to Richton House proper, but. Just in case, considering we ran into this Casimir that was from your childhood, just so that the rest of the party knows to look out for it, just in case, what were your parents' names? My father's name was Otto Van Richten. My mother was Abigail. Abigail. All right, so we know to look out for those names. Um, In regards to where to go... I mean, the stables are the closest. Should we just go and follow the natural conclusion of the road? I feel like that would be prudent. However, 
I have a certain inkling about what we may find. It seems that Casimir doesn't realize the state that he's in. And, Doctor, you had explained that you had been in the carriage several hours the day you returned from that trip. I think it's very clear what has actually happened, which was that your servants hadn't quit. Quit living, perhaps, but certainly had not quit. I believe your servants were killed and brought back in this strange and twisted way. However, true to their words, they maintain their servile obligations. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Some theories already. You guys are already got like five, six theories going on. I love this. I love when you guys go into this mode. No, they all just got a much better offer from ja- from Jasper Leafwood's grandfather, so they all just started working for him. Maybe they went to make cheese! Ooh, that underjack cheese. But Van Richten agrees with you, Salash, and says, yes, uh, as good of a theory as any, I suppose. To the stables, then? Yeah, I mean... It's right there. Let's do it. They are the closest. Very true. The stables and the carriage house, both fairly close by. You head off to the stables. It's a fairly long building. Clearly a stables. It's sheltered by a stand of elm trees. But as you approach, you detect nothing of the smell that's usually associated with such a building. Still, though, a little nearer to the structure, you can peer into the wide open doors to see six abandoned stalls. There are colorless lumps of what must once have been straw. They're huddled in the corners of the stalls. A few dry scraps of fabric and leather that are stirring around in the autumn breeze. What do you do? Well, it seems if we were looking for some kind of transportation, it has long since expired. Was there anyone who usually manned these stables, or was that also part of... um? Part of your manservant's job. Typically part of the gatekeeper's duties, yes. I, I'm sorry, I'm just, if, Sil- if what Silash suggests is true, I'm, if there's one thing that I know, it's that everything that is weird in these mists will eventually try to kill us. So I want to know how many things we are going to have to fight through. How big was the staff in your... In your household. I mean, you were six. I'm sure you wouldn't remember an exact number, but... It varied by a few numbers over the years, but a half dozen staff is more than enough. A groundskeeper, a gatekeeper, a few workers within the house itself. All right. Well, what routines did they have? Clearly, we understand the gatekeeper, the groundskeeper, among others. I presume there would be a chef. I presume there would be somebody to handle paperwork, perhaps. Somebody to wait on you, a butler of sorts. Maybe Joseph's just that damn good, he does it all. <laughs> this is also true. It would seem that Joseph is our first point of contact. Hmm. It's a long road from the sounds of it. About a mile, you said. Yes, about that. And as far as their routines are concerned, those would have been matters my father oversaw at the time. Uh, Casimir, like I said, uh, he's a faraway childhood memory. I do not remember the his daily doings. What, when you are six years old? Crazy. No, that's completely understandable. Lustra, your new favored enemy is beasts. Is that right? Oh, uh, that was my original one. Oh, my- but one of them, you've you've got a thing going on with beasts. Correct, Roll a perception. 
That is 22. That is pretty good. While the others are huddled up talking about the possibilities, Lustra, your keen dragonborn nose, picks up the scent of horse sweat. And despite the fact that these six stalls are very abandoned and the hay is all but just a rotten pile in the corner, but that smell of sweat is fresh, it's strong, it's that smell of horse sweat that Lustra would know a horse only gives off like after it's been run hard. Like it, it's the smell of a hard worked horse. Uh Van Richten, did you have like draft horses or anything to like plow fields by chance? No fields to plow here, but yes, we had horses to pull the carriage. I swear to God, they're... I know, I'm catching a big whiff of a lot of horse sweat. If there are horses, I think there's some that may have been here recently or nearby. Because I'm, I'm catching a big whiff of it. I mean, back home hunting, you're always on horseback and... When you ran them real hard, they gave off a rather stench, and I'm kind of smelling that now. Slash will just look at the look at the ground and look back to Lustra. We are on a very well trodden path. Perhaps you can find out more details. Uh, I'm gonna start looking around for maybe fresh tracks. Give me a survival check. Now, considering this is for tracking beasts, and it is my favorite, would I get advantage? You would. Look at that. Ranger things. <laughs> that is going to be 18. Nice. 18 is plenty for Lustra to be pretty confident in his findings. You don't find any horse tracks. Like, you're... You're confident where the path should be, you know, like leading out of the stables. Like you really check very meticulously, but there is nothing but a very like even layer of dust and bits of hay all over the floor. There hasn't been a horse that has walked into this building in a long, long time. God, it's the strangest thing. Like I get, I swear I can smell them right now, but... Everything else leads to not a horse has been in here for a long time. And nothing else could give off that scent? No other sort of animal? Well, I mean, you said there were no tracks at all. Nothing recent that would... Like, the smell of sweat doesn't last very long, right? And the fact that the tracks kind of go against that, it's... Ghost horse. Stinky ghost horse. Stinky ghost horse. Slash, we'll see if there's any horses hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't take any more than a look upwards. <laughs> no and uh, No. Okay. No, All right, Slash, roll deception to make sure no one notices you. Be like, bad horses? <laughs> God, that'd be a hell of a detail for me to leave out of the description, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, right, I forgot. Oh, and there's 20 dead horses hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> So the only thing I can think of with, like, horse sweat that's fresh, like, given the fact that, like, this dude was either in stasis or just placed there to replay the last two days of whatever horrible thing happened to Van Richten's household while they were gone, like, maybe whoever did this, I mean, people said floating horse or ghost horse but that might be a thing if you can have like if you can set up an entire mansion with undead replicas of some dude's childhood you can probably have a floating horse oh, yeah. or horses hanging from a ceiling or but... horses hanging from a ceiling <laughs> we didn't check the ceiling in that guy's bedroom either <laughs> or we wait, should go no, back but, yeah but you have to remember this is a noble house so it probably would have been pulled by carriage i'm wondering if there's any evidence of a carriage there is a carriage house next door. Like the next building or over is the carriage house, oh, so. but there is no evidence of a carriage here inside the stables. No, no. Hmm. Like, did someone come here to prep this because they knew Van Richten was coming? Or man, Joseph's good. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just go over to the carriage house and 
I was going to say the other Same alternative, about, like speaking above the table, the other alternative is check which way the wind is blowing and see if we can follow the scent. You know, Toucan Sam style. Follow your nose to the horse. I mean, that's that's probably the most reasonable thing yet. I mean, I mean, yeah. obviously check the carriage house, but I feel like that's the only other lead we really have here, especially to something other than the quote unquote undead servants that are in on on the ground. To follow your nose, yeah. If one of you wants to give me a perception on probably Looster again, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give Looster advantage. Okay. Beasts. Uh, dirty 20. I mean, it is... I cannot stress how lovely of a morning it is outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. Like, there's... it. It's turning into a beautiful, beautiful day. There is not even the slightest bit of a breeze in the air. The smell is coming from the stables. Troubadour. What? You found out that man was undead. Can you do that again here? See if I got can one. we detect magic? Maybe there's magic. I got one more of those in me before I take a long nap. Seven forty AM. God damn Jesus. it. Um if nothing else, the smell of horse sweat I don't think is enough to keep us here much longer. If nothing else, it just simply indicates that there was or is some kind of horse in here. What would we do if we found a horse? Ride it, maybe? Maybe. At the end of the day, we need to discover more about the area that we're in. A horse... You can lead a horse to water, but I digress. (laughs) I feel like we should go to the carriage house next. Oh, good. I've been saying that for five minutes. I'm going in the carriage house. Bye, guys! I'm going in the carriage house. Nice. I, th- I think if this place has taught us anything is that we can't trust our senses all too much. Another good observation. I'm like, there's a future murder, murder mystery happening. We're not looking for clues. It's fine. Maybe I, it's in the carriage house. I'm looking for clues in this carriage house. It was the horse in the stable with the noose from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> 20 times. <laughs> to the carriage house. Just next door, not far away from the stables at all. It's a tall wooden building that has grown pale gray over the years. Near the ground, the muddy boards have begun to shrink and rot away. There's large shutters that hang open on one side, and through them comes... The chirping of birds from inside. What kind of birds, Justin? Robins. God damn it. The structure appears fairly sound, at least from your perspective here on the outside. There's long-worn ruts in the road that lead to the wide double doors, those carriage tracks going right up to the big double doors. What do you do? Uh, Troubadour, seeing that the window will be a much easier way in, is just going to walk up the side of the building, use the flame tongue to try and uh, open the door or the shutters more and look inside. Sure. Flame on or flame off? Flame off for now. Man, (laughs) I don't want to scare the birds. We haven't considered setting Richton House on fire yet, have we? There's still time. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even eight o'clock yet. Troubadour inside the carriage house stands a small one-horse carriage. The vehicle remains in relatively good repair, despite the obvious years of disuse. Dusty, faded leather seats, but not damaged, just been sitting there a long time is this just quality craftsmanship or does it look like it's decaying at a uh much lesser rate than everything around it you'd have to go take a closer look hey guys i'm going in wait 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 for us and i'm gonna try to open the front doors themselves yeah they open right up 
That's not cool. I'm sorry, you can have a solo mission. I'll close the door. I close the doors. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can go in. Come in the window. Way more fun. And I'll walk inside. I'm going to guard the doors so Troubadour can have his moment. No, Tess thinks he deserves this. <laughs> ah, birds! Birds! <laughs> inside, you make a closer inspection of this carriage. Uh, the frame is sound, sturdy. Maybe a little bit creaky, but nothing that couldn't be fixed. Even the wheels are all still very serviceable. And as Tess opens those double doors, it's Van Richten that lets out a little gasp and says, This is the carriage. This is my father's old carriage. In Troubadour, you also see there's a couple sets of tack and harnesses. Hanging uh, from the walls, there's a bulky trunk nearby, a couple of spare carriage wheels kind of like leaning up against the wall, you know. There's a workbench in here with uh, a few heavy mallets and a crowbar on top of that workbench. Bunch of tools for maintaining and repairing a carriage. All right. Hey, guys. Otto's hot rod is in here. Uh, Lustra, can you come in and sniff things? Sniff this horse stuff? I'm going to look in this chest. (laughs) I'm going to look in the trunk. Lustra will walk in and kind of begrudgingly, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) Would you do it for a Lustra snack? I think we have jerky from, like, episode 12. I think he would do it for some shoe polish. I'll do it for some Tim's. <laughs> uh, Looster, go ahead and roll me another uh, perception if you want to smell for some horses. Troubadour, meanwhile, inside of the trunk, you find a covered bucket of hardened grease. It stinks. And I got an 18 on the perception. Oh, no. <laughs> you opened up a stinky thing and Looster's coming in huffing it as hard <laughs> as he can. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And yeah, you don't smell any remnants whatsoever of horses or horse sweat in the carriage house, Lustra. Just the stench of grease as Troubadour opens the trunk. How many people can this carriage hold? Depends on the uh, size of the people, I suppose. It's a single horse carriage, so not designed to go too, too fast, but it could hold a family of four easily. Okay. Family of four plus a driver? Yeah, I a mean, driver in the front. It's like, you know, a traditional yeah. carriage, so like no. the driver is sitting outside in the front. I mean, at the very least, it would be two adults, two children, because that's what it was used for. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, Adam's looking... I gotta, I gotta, depending on how we come back here, I have a plan, maybe later. Uh, but for now, I got nothing. All right, all right, I think that's good enough for me. Uh, I got this grease, I don't have to breathe, but, uh, it stinks. Do you yes, guys want it? it does, very much so. <laughs> Lucia's just like bloodhounds. This is the thing that was smelling in here. <laughs> uh, is it like a, like dried out, just, not usable it's a like wheel grease or something that's like a flammable like fryer grease or something uh i'm guessing even wheel grease is flammable uh but yeah it'd be that exactly uh it'd be grease used to to maintain the condition of the carriages uh it's so old that it's hard as a rock though it's like hardened grease Mm -hmm. punch it punch it i Nah, hey. let's not. Where do we want to go now? I suppose without a horse to draw the carriage, we take off on foot down the road. Let's do it. I mean, that makes sense to me. There is... Unless, Van Richten, are you being pulled in any kind of direction? This is your home, after all. These have been your nightmares. Quite honestly, I am curious about every direction. Off to the east from here, we would reach the apple orchard, the crown jewel of the grounds. 
If I was an, a horse who had just been run very hard until I had sweated, I might search for something to eat. Or there's dogs that want bad apples. If we travel west along the road, it will eventually lead us to Richton House itself and the cemetery and the other parts of the estate, the groundskeeper's cottage, the boathouse by the Lake of Apples. The only thing to the east would be the orchard, so I'd hate to have to backtrack. And it is rather close compared to the rest of the places. Fair enough. The only other thing I would add is that I have never come to this estate and entered the house without paying my respects in the cemetery first. I I feel there is something odd, something different about Richton House here in this moment, but I am still inclined to keep that tradition of mine. Of course. So to the orchard, then. Uh, Lucifer's going to look around. Can we see the mists and how and where borders where we're at right now? Absolutely. Like, right behind you guys, just a little over 50 feet away from the gate, is mists. From where you're at, in the other directions, uh, probably a little too far off, really, and too many, like, trees and orchards and all kinds of stuff in between you and the mists, but... You can tell by the curvature. You can tell by looking up at the sky that it's it's around. And I guess um, uh, what I have noticed in the time that we've been here, is it moving or adapting to how we're moving around within the space? So far, no. Okay. Well, it's just going to keep an eye on the sky and the mists as we travel along through the orchards and such. Sure. But yeah. Looster will definitely agree and think that we should go to the orchards because we don't want to leave anything unexplored and have to do unnecessary backtracking. No stone unturned, as they say. Mm-hmm. To the apple orchard, then. Mm. You arrive on the outskirts of the apple orchard at about 7.50 a.m. God damn it, Justin. The autumn breeze just... It's ever so gentle, but here in the orchard is a little bit more noticeable. It's rustling those leaves on the apple trees. Every branch is bending in the same direction. The synchronized motion of the trees are like it's like graceful arms of dancers almost. Below all these trees, the green lawn is dappled in bright sunlight, cool shade. See some fallen apples scattered all over the ground. The ones that are still on the trees look fresh, bright red. They look crisp, delicious. As you arrive, Van Richten says, it was my grandfather, Frederick Van Richten, that originally established this entire estate. The apple trees were here long before the house, but it's my grandfather that discovered they produced an especially sweet and delicious fruit. He managed to cultivate the finest of the trees, forming this large orchard, And he kind of points towards the middle of the orchard where, like, one tree's boughs and branches stand much taller than the rest. This is that tree there. It is from that tree that all the others were born. My grandfather Frederick's pride and joy. He called that tree the gnarled lad. And you look on to see this big-ass apple tree that is all gnarled up and big uh, burls and knots all throughout the trunk. This is when my grandfather decided to expand the orchard. He made sure to make the gnarled lad the centerpiece of the entire orchard. 
And see, like, a smile comes across Van Richten's face as he's remembering the stories of his grandfather planting these trees. Because unfortunately, I have to admit that the later generations of our family neglected the trees, my father and myself included. We always treated this orchard as a pleasant picnic ground. Not as a source of harvest as my grandfather once saw it. Unfortunately, I myself let it grow completely out of control. Now the orchard spreads as far as the lake of apples to the north, to the very edge of the water itself. But then he looks at all of you to see what you would like to do. Points at some of the fruit hanging on the trees. They do... Look delicious, don't they? I promise you've never tasted anything like an apple from the gnarled lad. I agree. And sometimes, just because it can be seen as neglect, it can also... In allowing these trees to grow free without pruning, they have become much more prolific than they would have if you had cut them back to make it seem more picturesque. And... You said we came here to face a nightmare, but that does not have to be the only thing we do. The way you speak of it, it seems with only fond memories. Would you like to take an apple from this orchard? It it could be one of the good things that comes out of this. I would certainly like one, if you would. He lets out a smile, looks at the... Uh... The neglected tree that's almost drooping. His branches are like drooping with the weight of all the apples, all the unpicked apples on it. And he smiles and says, I believe I would like that very much to Sandius. Hold on, hold on. Before you do that, though... He's a mimic. (laughs) I don't trust how picturesque and how nice everything is. Kind of like how, you know... Gee, like, I'm thinking anglerfish. And how it has a bright light that brings in prey. And only when it eats the light, <laughs> then it chomps down on it. That's what I feel what everything around us is doing. It's trying to get us to interact with it in some way. And then all of a sudden it strikes. Like this is, you know, a cool autumn breeze, a gorgeous orchard with, you know, and everything doesn't feel like it's been disturbed in years. Like it, I don't believe it is there van richten is there anything you can recall of any undead type creature that might be able to provide illusory traps or anything like let us settle this less with van richten's broken memory and more with a wand of detection and slash will produce the wand of of magic detection and and woo-do-do-do-do. <laughs> huh? That's what you were saying this whole time, Adam? God. The, the bard of eloquence, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Lenara knew how to use a wand. <laughs> what was the range on that? 30? Uh, that right? I believe so, if it's... Correct. Yeah, it's yep. 30 feet. Look at these boots for a second. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Which boots? The ones that were under the thing that... Lucia didn't take, but I'm like, oh, I'm taking those. Oh, you took those? Yeah. This changes everything. All right, well, let's rewind 45 minutes. Oh, no. Troubadour is dead. (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. You can retroactively take those boots, I suppose. Detect magic, turns out, yields no positive results. Apples are not magic. The trees are not magic. The boots are not magic. The flame tongue is magic, though. Mm-hmm. Slash will relay that information. So, nothing is magical of nature. So, this would leave, perhaps, it being some kind of creature. Now, I've certainly read my fair share of books, and I struggled to recall any kind of creature that could masquerade as a tree that isn't a mimic. But if it's so inclined to, Lustra, we certainly have a bow and arrow. I don't know. Something doesn't feel right considering everything we've gone through. And this just seems too... I'm sorry, Van Rick. It seems too nice. Come on, William Tell. Shoot that apple. 
All right, what if I put one of them on my head, <laughs> and then you shot it to see if it was a mimic? If you want to eat it, go ahead. I'm I'm just saying is that I want to interact as little as possible with this place. Something something instinctually is telling me that it's not right. Lustra, if right now we had come back to Chalt, to Clan Ostium, and everything in your childhood was laid out before you, and there was w- the one good thing you remembered, what would you do? I don't know the mists very well. And the fact that we've come here, like, I I can't believe it's real. What would you trade for its reality? I feel like this is a faulty line of questioning. An elf girl's life. Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) I would tell you what you would do, Lustra, put in my situation. You would eat this apple. And Van Richten plucks one off the tree. I'm right behind him. Big bite. Nice crisp chomp apple juice runs down his chin and we'll see you next week (laughs) yeah oh man oh no an apple a day keeps the doctor at bay he's gonna explode oh shit (laughs) 